caffeinated humor. It's when sarcasm has way too much caffeine and loses its social filter. It's a blog. It's a podcast. It's for you. So pour yourself something delicious, kick back, and enjoy caffeinated humor. You know, I hate packing for long trips. I get distracted. I forget things. I can't tell you how many times I've had to free ball it wearing sneakers without socks while traveling with no underwear. Leaving from Long Beach Airport instead of LAX seems like a really good idea, despite the fact that I live less than a mile from LAX. First of all, the Long Beach flight was $20 less. In retrospect, I feel like a cheap douche for allowing that to make the decision for me. Besides, even though my girlfriend, my usual ride, was out of town helping to build a town in the desert, my mother offered to drop me off. However, my folks decided after I booked the flight that a cruise to Alaska sounded better than dropping me off and booked it. I would complain, but given the choice, I would have left them at the curb for the same thing. While waiting in line at the airport, there are two girls in the security line ahead of me that are either strippers or want to be strippers. I think they would do well. They seem to have that quality of cheap sluttiness that I love in a good stripper. Kind of girl that instinctively realizes that an unasked for happy ending at the end of a lap dance gets a much bigger tip. Broken field runners are born, not made. From listening in on their conversation, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. They are planning to make a scene should they get the advanced pat down from TSA but not the scene you think. The plan, as I understand it, is to begin loudly getting into the pat-down as if the entire procedure is a wild sexual experience. The strippers are starting to grow on me. They're planning on opting out of the full-body x-ray. However, even from where I am behind them in the line, I can see there's no full-body x-ray machine. Long Beach doesn't have it. This is not phasing the strippers. This is how it went down. The girls walked through the metal detector without a beep and then told the TSA officer that they wanted to opt out and would rather be patted down, giggling the entire time. Now, the TSA agent was a husky woman that might have been involved in MMA fighting. There is a I am being nice, but don't fuck with me look on her face. Can't opt out of an x-ray we don't have. Grab your shoes, enjoy your flight, move along. It was one of those barks of command that makes you follow it immediately if you are not prepared. So the stripper shuttled off, thoroughly bummed. I felt a little down that I would not get to watch the fake public orgasm. Fake or not, that type of thing's hot. For example, I don't think Meg Ryan is hot, but that scene in When Harry Met Sally, where she faked the orgasm, it gives me a semi just thinking about it. I went through security with no more hassles. The strippers are nowhere to be seen. Eh, bummer. Two questions. First question. What possesses a 500-pound man to travel on a budget airline with skinny-ass little seats? Second question, where does a 500-pound man sit while flying? Right next to me, evidently. I spent an hour and a half buried alive on my way to visit my kids today. I read an article a few months back about some huge guy that was outraged over having to pay for a second seat on a flight. The article raged about the inhumanity and embarrassment the airline caused this poor man. I get it now. To use an old line, the shadow of this man's ass weighs 50 pounds. Mean? Yes. Funny? Questionable. Is it a fact? I think so. After a short conversation, it turns out that Jabba the frequent flyer has a small plumbing business. How the hell does a 500-pound plumber crawl around under the house? The simple answer is one of physics and reality. He doesn't. I didn't ask. He offered the info. Brand new apprentices will crawl around under the house and install your plumbing rather than the portly plumber. Plumbing put together by novices after some quick instruction. A really expensive form of do-it-yourself job, except that when they leave, you're left with a plumbing job that has a timer on it as to when, not if, it goes wrong and pumps shit onto your lawn, and a whole lot of Twinkie wrappers left at the side of your house. 
At first, I was all excited about the flight. It seems that JetBlue has installed all seats with TVs on the back of the headrest. I can sit at home and flip through over 250 channels for an hour before I realize there's nothing to watch. I don't know what possessed me to think that JetBlue would suddenly crack that code and be able to provide non-suckable programming. So as I dig out of the flesh burial that Java the Frequent Flyer provided, I realize that TV would not be necessary. The strippers are sitting in front of me. A complimentary beverage was provided, and the girls finally got the chance to opt out of something. A soda. They ordered white wine. It came in these little single-serving bottles. The really interesting part was that as soon as the stewardess moved out of eye view, the girls pulled out little bottles from their bags. How they got them past TSA was a mystery. They either weren't noticed at the terminal, or the little store was selling wine I didn't see. Wine is normally sipped. However, smuggled wine, drank by sloppy blondes mid-flight, is guzzled like cold medicine before high school. In short order, the blondes were drunk. That's when the discussion began. Evidently, blonde number one is dating a gentleman with an enormous penis. Her description of it was both loud and used comparisons that you would never associate with genitalia. Now, having a penis the length of a river bass might be an impressive thing, but I have no idea. I don't like seafood. And maybe the ladies out there can help me on this one. But is having a penis shaped just like a cat's head something you really want? I'm not a woman, but even I winced at that one. The rest of the flight was a combination of watching various people around the strippers glare at them. Nobody manned up and told them to keep it down. And a continual motion of trying to get out from behind a wall of Jabba's flesh that I suspect was his arm. It was like treading water, except that it had this thick, clammy water that smelled vaguely of Old Spice and potato chips. So $20 in savings in the long run turned out to be a pretty damned expensive trip. Not all savings are in cash. I hope you enjoyed today's offering. If you want more, can't get enough, listen to more episodes. Or you can go to Amazon and search Caffeinated Humor. There are currently six books in the series, and they are amazing. You will love them. You can also go to BitterMac.com, B-I-T-T-E-R-M-A-C, which is the home of the Caffeinated Humor blog. Thank you and have a great day.